This Off the Hazel podcast is now driven by Delari Nissan Regina. Nissan. He gave it away. Coulter scores. Coulter, Coulter five on five. Scores! Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number 34. Not 33, not 32. This is a Mark Hubert podcast as he's number 34 in the FedEx Cup standings rankings my name is drew coaster and as always i am your host i am pleased to be joined by my two co-hosts my brother from the same mother troy coaster and my other co-host dan the reverend hagel boys how's it going oh good boys good quickly here before you go in here reminder this podcast is now brought to you by nissan regina for your new vehicle and great prices, head on down to Nissan Regina. Check them out. Location 1111 Broad Street Regina. 1111 Broad Street Regina. Nissan. Dr- drive excellence. <laughs> Nissan. Rogue. So, what's going on? Uh, we'll go to you, Troy, first. How are you? What's going on with you? What's new? What's new? What's new? <sighs> I had a good weekend. I worked in Liberty, Saskatchewan all weekend. I uh, got to... Joys of painting my father-in-law's house, doing some yard work, did some drywall work. Uh, didn't get to the golf course. No. Nope. Boo. Um, yeah, painted. That's what I did for three days. And uh, nice, yeah, Dan. I had I had a <laughs> real thrilling weekend. <laughs> so let, let's just let's just go see what you did this past weekend. Well, a little more exciting than that. Uh, me and a few buddies went out to Waskasu on. Well, they went out Wednesday. I went out Friday, and we just camped out there and. Drank a few babies, went to the beach, chilled out. It was a good time. Was it like the beach bod or the dad bod? Oh, come on. <laughs> well, the question, dad bod. And, nice. And, and before I ask Drew how his weekend was, if uh, anyone out there is listening, why we're kind of chuckling, snickering and stuff, we uh, here at Off the Halls, we got ourselves a new cameraman. And he's uh, snapping videos and pictures in behind us. So it's, uh, it's a little different for the three of us, but... Uh, Christian. Uh, yeah, Christian Massaway. Um, we'll call him the intern. The intern. Um, yeah, he's just doing some photos, maybe some video stuff for us. Um, if you need this guy to take photos, you can call him at 306, blah, blah, blah. I don't know the number. We're going to get that from him later. Um, but yeah, thanks so much to Christian. And the photos look great so far. They yep. do. So let's get into the host here. How was the oh. weekend? I mean, Hard Boys. not to follow on social media, but uh, let's let's hear about it. Yeah, it was um, the Royal Regina Club Championship uh, weekend. You know what, boys? I I chirped myself on Twitter as you would have saw lots. I chirped myself, and then I I quote. I mean, Troy was quote quoting myself on the page on Instagram saying this and that. And um, so before we get to the actual golfing, remember how I missed the Thomas Ross Cup tee time seven a.m. three weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Did it happen again? No. So I get, no, thank God. I get ribbed, still didn't rib. Oh, you showed up the course today. Way to show up. Okay, great, great, great. I actually, my old lady left, uh, went out of town. I packed up a bag, golf shirts, pants, shorts, socks, undies, uh, razor, toothbrush, all that good stuff, and uh, treated like a junior golf tournament or a men's tournament, and I stayed at mom and dad's. <laughs> so I stayed there. There's no way I'm not waking up for that tournament. I- 
I actually know you did for a fact because <laughs> I happened to be over there last night, which would have been Monday night. Yeah, left a mess. And Don says, that boy has no shame. And I said, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Just goes into dad's underwear drawer, pulling undies left and right. <laughs> and she goes, oh, they're at least clean. And I'm just like, Jesus, man. <laughs> like What? You don't take dad's underwear. I don't think I did that. Anyways, I might have done it. Anyways, I, probably, I always need underwear. Those are expensive things. Anyways, get up for the round of golf. Get out there. I have this not Kepka attitude, but I want to dummy the field. Does everyone still give me the, you know, give me the deers for not showing up? Anyways, I've been putting a while all year, and putter went ice, ice, baby. Vanilla ice on me. I shoot 74 day one, so which is three over at the Royal Regina, par 71. Hit it well, hit it really well. Uh, day two, I know I have to go low. I mean, there was no one really low that day. It was I think one under was the, the leader, so I had a chance still. And, yep, right out of the day, just couldn't get it going, couldn't putt. I did shoot 69. <laughs> and, yeah, I was... You know, that, you know that saying when they say little things don't get unnoticed? This time it did. Didn't care if I shot 63. Well, I met it because there was a new record, but Mitch... Mitch no. Matichuk shoots 64, wins the tournament, the tournament, and my 69 just, oh, whatever. No, cool. That, that's a good golf score. I mean, geez, 74, 69. That's what Danny probably shot a white bearer <laughs> after his first 18. Yeah, I, I dream of that. I dream of shooting that low, Drew. No, and we followed along. I, I can't remember who put it on there. It was either Royal or, I, I want to say, and we always refer to him, but Noller, he Somebody put something out there on Twitter, so when I was actually out of town, I could follow live hole by hole. So, no, honestly, Drew, that's a, that's a great round, 69-74. And, I mean, congrats to Mitch Matichuk. Oh, he's a player. So, yeah, I, I just have to that. I mean, appreciate the, you know, the, the, the what we call the accolades. The golf clap. Thank you for that. Uh, but, yeah, it definitely was not. Um, How was wh- the mini golf? Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. By the way, I'm, oh, nope, never going there. Why? No, I, no, I want to know because I was interested about going. Um, not a good setup or what? You know, like, on Rochdale, like, the skate park? Yeah. You have to, like, get up on top of those things like, just made a putt. It was really weird. Wasn't much room to for make room. There, you know how you, you mini putt, mini putt you have those little bands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just pff, pff, 90s everywhere. So you, if it's you hit it. It's mini golf, man. But where's the bend? It's where's the wrap? Golf. It's okay, I'm golf. just saying. But where's the mini? Okay, here's my, how much did it cost? 750 Total? It was, it was done in 15 minutes. Well, that's, hey, you Regina needs more of that stuff. I we mean, do. Yeah, we have nothing. I've never been to that sky park. And it's pretty cool. The hang gliding thing, I could dummy someone coming across okay, that so thing. Like, aside from, <laughs> I mean, I know sky park's not a sponsor, but hell, maybe I'll get on board and start harassing them. Fill us in. Fill the listeners in. What, what goes on over at that sky park? I'm just curious. I've seen your video of, of the the mini golf, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we want to talk about the club championship first or go into this? Okay, we'll go back. Yeah, okay. So we're at the sky park. And it's mini golf, and we went there for that initially. It's you know it's not that bad actually. Like there's it's pretty fun holes. It's really hard holes actually. That beat Josh Marcia. Yeah. Anyways, won that. But also they have some hang gliding. They have some rock climbing things. which kind of cool. Like really cool. Is it hang gliding or gliding? You glide across. What's that thing called? Wait, are you talking a zipline? Zip zipline. Zip yeah, yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> anyways, a zipline. They have <laughs> go karts. Kind of cool. Um, it's a very it's a very cool place. Do they have uh, beverage stations. I uh, couldn't find one. No, they, have, they don't have it. I don't think so. Does it, the majority, the average age, would say, would probably... 10 years old. 
Oh, okay. yeah. Like, it, like it's a young place with parents. I mean, I felt really old being in there, but um, yeah. So I definitely it, can't go there then. Probably be accompanied by by a, a kid would be great, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a bad little place. It's I mean, you're right. The Regina doesn't need more of that though, for sure. Okay, so if you want to get back now to yeah, the club so championships, as far as the club championship, uh, Mitch played super well. I think he was even day one, and then he had about an eight eight foot right to left on the one of the hardest pins and greens I think in this province, and just left it a little high for the number, new course record. That'd be number oh eighteen. 18. He's got a tough green. Yeah. So down here like this, because I hit the putt two holes before him, and I'm above the hole. I'm like, fuck, I want 69 so bad. Yeah. And I was above the hole, probably nine feet. I'm like, you miss this putt, you shoot 75. Yeah. Just going right off the green. Jammed it in the hole. I'm like, grab it right. Thank God, I'm out of here. I watched Mitch hit an up, uphill right to left. Just missed it for 63. He was pretty, he, he wanted that one. Because, I mean, it would have been a new, new record on the new 18. Dean Brown, downtown Dean Brown still holds the 61 there. Yeah on the original course, but yeah, great weekend uh, as far as the tournament. And no, there's a lot of good scores. I the mean, sponsors, I... Trent Dickton, I want to give a huge shout out to him, Carpet Superstores, uh, Dean Brown and his staff, Duker, all those guys did a great job. Course was in great shape. Brucey out there, uh, the Soupy, um, unbelievable shape and great condition. So, yeah, that's Royal, their club championship. We also had Deer Valley do theirs this past weekend, and uh, Drew, do you want to fill our listeners in who who won and all that uh yeah. Jazz. So obviously a good spot. As Troy mentioned, Deer Valley of our of the pod. Uh, a good buddy of mine, Brent Ryan. His dad used to actually teach me on the Dulé golf course uh, how to play the game of golf. So um, Brent Ryan, absolute weapon. We play against him in Allen Safe. Plays on that one dick bag team. What's that team called? God, I hate that team. The dick bags? No, I don't know what they're called. So uh, don't like, say it because you're gonna lose listeners if yeah. you say it. So <laughs> I can't remember. Anyways, Brent's a beauty. And, um, yeah, I think Jeff Pettigrew is out there playing in that tournament. Uh, Fiefs out there. It was, it was, I was reading the scores, a lot of the scores. Uh, but Brent uh, found a way to win that tournament, and congratulations to him. I guess to wrap up all that, one, one nice thing for, I mean, both clubs having their championships this past weekend was the weather was absolutely insane. I mean, it was hot, no wind. You couldn't ask for better conditions to golf in. Guess what I wore day one? Uh, pants yeah of course okay oh i look good too and then whole three i'm like <laughs> that's why you shot 74 fatigue yeah we'll right. call that you sweat <laughs> you sweated out three extra strokes or added three extra strokes to your game from dehydration yeah, yeah I it was know. dehydrated I, I got nothing that's all i got no good weekend um yeah i don't know i mean i, I just dino said it's me best what's what's the saying he says um prepare no Fail to prepare. Fa- prepare to be failed. Is that, the, is that what I said? That sounds like scripture. Prepare. Yeah, it sounds right. To fail. Fail to be prepared. Other way around. Anyways, basically saying I wasn't ready. I didn't even hit balls on day two in the morning. <laughs> Patty texted me, hey, we're off in 40 minutes. I'm like, I know. I'm not hitting balls today. Didn't hit balls. I hit the ball really well day one. <laughs> Range. 69. 69, wind and diner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Well, Something um, like that. Isn't that the old saying? I don't know. I have no idea. But we're going to move on to one of you two guys' topics here. Um, anything you guys want to touch on before we go into uh, some PGA talk? Danny, you got anything? Rev? I got nothing. Nothing. Just a quiet mouth behind the mic, but you're exactly. looking fantastic. I got a couple notes here. Uh, Boom. Graham Dillette. 
Way- friend of the show. Weyburn, Saskatchewan will be... Uh, friend of the show. He's going back. He's making the comeback tour. He'll be going to be playing in Napa, California in two weeks at the Safeway Open. Um, he announced that. His, his back problems, I guess, are no longer so much a problem that he can't golf. It's been a couple of years since he's played, um, you know, competitively. Uh, also found out that Jules won't be on the bag. He's, uh, I can't remember the, the golfer he's caddying for right now. And, and Graham even said, you know, I can't, I can't hold him up. He's got a family. He needs to earn a paycheck, right? So uh, Graham's got a buddy of his from Saskatoon fly down to Napa to caddy. I guess he did four or five events last year. Really? Yes. Um, you know. Is, I, it, is it Jeff Will? I, I don't know the name. He didn't say They're it. best buddies. It, maybe. I, I, maybe Graham could answer that question. I'm not too sure. But uh, he said his body, as a 38-year-old, you know you're not going to feel 100%. Now, I'm 39, and I agree 100% with that, that statement. So when he was asked, how are you feeling? He says, well, I'm feeling 80%, which is like way better than he's felt in the last couple of years. And yeah. You know, the funny thing that Graham had mentioned was it's not swinging the clubs or chipping or putting that that hurts his back. You guys, any insight of why what what his big issue is? Crickets. Walking. He says when he cart when he cart golfs, like he's playing back in uh, was it Boise, Boise, Idaho, right? Yeah. He's he's playing cart golf with his buddies, right? He says he feels great. He says, but he goes and does two rounds walking. He goes, it just it's it's just so strenuous on his back. So, anyways. Uh, we are maybe Sa- him and John Daly can get their cart tailor. Well, maybe split the fee or something. I mean, we, we, we are a Saskatchewan national golf podcast, right? So I thought I'd throw out that absolutely the lat from Weyburn. Uh, like I said, or Drew said, friend of the show. Um, Graham's going to be back in two weeks at the Safeway Open. So, uh, we'll, uh, well, do you want to quickly talk about our PGA talk here and then we'll go into our, uh, our section? Sure. Okay. Unless you have anything to add there, Rev. Just okay. nod of the head. Just, just, <laughs> just put the mic down. <laughs> so let's talk about quickly this past weekend. Was it the PGA? It was TPC Harding in Boston. Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts. Your khakis, your khakis. Chowder. Need the chowder. <laughs> hey, oh, nice hit, OC. Um, <laughs> All right, Rev. Did, did Dustin Johnson show up? Oh, did he ever? <laughs> Minus 30. This guy. That, that's the temperature in two, uh, three and a half months here in Regina. Yep. DJ golf score. He is a machine. Now, the one thing I was talking to some guys, the course about it, he doesn't get enough credit. DJ is a great putter. Like, he makes it, well, clearly. But everyone's like, oh, he hits the ball so far, this, that, and that. He could be one of the longest hitters on tour, like Bryson and Brooks. Doesn't have to be. No. He's so straight, hits a low stinger, and he makes putts. Like, he, shot, he shoots 30 under. How about the one guy that shoots, what's his name, that shot 59? And, um, oh, God, is it Scheffler? Scheffler? Oh, Scheffler? Scotty Scheffler, yeah. So this guy, Scotty Scheffler, comes out of nowhere. You know, CM Punk, you know, Scotty Scheffler comes out of nowhere. She's 59, and DJ's like, I'm coming for you. Hi, Troy Koser from Off the Hosel. Go and visit our friends over at Rapid Lawn Landscape Solutions to get that green grass that you've always wanted. Be like me and many others that they've helped over the past few years to get that yard that they've always dreamed of. They offer such services as synthetic turf, residential landscaping, landscaping supply, and hydro seeding. Call them at 306-993-7300 to get your free quote or email rapidlawn.ca. Also, don't forget to ask about the Rapid Lawn Finance It program. Again, 
Call 306-993-7300 or email rapidlawn.ca. Yeah. DJ was 11 under through 11. You know, one, baffled. One, one thing about DJ that I really like, um, as a guy that doesn't golf nearly as much as you, Drew, but if you watch DJ when he's golfing and you watch every shot, every finish of every shot, he has the same, obviously not putting, but he has the same stance, the same follow-through. And to me, it, it's just awkward watching him because, you know, you watch... Uh, Bryson, we know he's all upper body. You watch Kepka, Tiger. Yeah. DJ, I think it's in his brain that he has to finish every shot like that. And he, I'm going to put the mic down here and you okay. can comment, but he's got that. Can you grab the seven iron? And, oh. He's got that follow through where he, he leans in and he stares yeah. down. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So his chest points toward his target at all times, right? And it, I think that's just, mental, though. Like, but that's it's just, just so nice to watch. You yeah. Know? I mean, we don't like to pick on Brooks, right? But I don't I mean, care. When, no, no, no. But when he's having a bad round, he just wants to hit the ball and get the hell off the golf course, right? That ref. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, DJ, he just... Is he still, still here, Reverend? Is he still here? I'm here. I'm oh, here. just checking. Hey, boys. No, you, Hello. <laughs> you see, DJ finish every shot the exact same. It's, it's, it's a thing of beauty, to be honest. Yeah. And again, he goes out and shoots 30 under. And there's a reason he's... What is he now? Top... Is he number one? Number one now. He is just number passed one. Uh, number, one. number one. Number one. Halifax. <laughs> no, there, and there's a reason for it. I mean, he he's got the mental game. He's got the physical game. Um, yeah, no, it was great tournament. Uh, big field, and I mean, talk about low scores. I mean, you look at the leaderboard. Like, I know we're gonna get into who we picked in our last segment last week, but. I don't mean to bring it up, but who was it that you took, Drew, that was like... Cooch. Cooch shoots 11 under tournament ten, total? 10 or 11, yeah. And finishes like T29 or something. It was bananas. Yeah. Like usually, DJ shoots usually 30 that's under. A, that's a top five finish, usually guaranteed, right? I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I actually forgot about Cooch. Was, I mean, picked him, and then I'm like... Because like, he was so far down the leaderboard. And it's not a, not a shot at him. It's just DJ played that well. And who was, who was behind DJ? Was it, was I think it, Scheffler was second. I think. Like, tw- was he 21? 23? Like, 20, like but so here's my question, Drew. I don't know if you can hear me over there, but loud and clear. What what kind of golf course is that? Is it is it a, is it a very easy golf course for those lo- much those low scores? Like, I mean, I know you haven't played TPC uh, Harding, right? Was it Harding? Yeah, I think DJ is a special person. He's a specimen. He's six foot five. He hits the ball on a laser. Hits it like like I said, DJ gets so. He hits the ball so good, this and that, blah, blah. He walks like this. Yeah, I play well today, boys. I, I play real good today. I'm going home. No, like DJ's a really good player, and he's a really good putter. So he puts, here, picture your first tee shot, 320 on the fairway, and then your wedge shot's going into 12 feet. Yeah. Those guys, especially him, are like go time. Birdie, eagle, they expect to make those putts. It's a gettable course, clearly by the score, scoring show, uh, show it. Um, but a guy like DJ... He, he's so maybe that maybe when Brooks was saying how he only has one major, you know, fuck to you, <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. he said that he's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like DJ's a, he's a pretty quiet guy. He looks like a great guy on tour. Everyone, everyone looks a lot that uh, like to hang around with him. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's kind of a go course. And, and this week as well, I was talking to peps, but we're going to that after he said, this is a bomber's course. Yeah. 
Um, I, I think one last thing that we should maybe mention here before we get into our segment, our, our feature segments, was our listeners were all expecting for us to have uh, Paul Tesori on right. the podcast tomorrow as we're recording Tuesday night. Uh, Paul messaged me, and oh, by the way, Paul Tesori is the caddy for Webb Simpson, and he also <laughs> enjoy the jail cell, bud. Remember that? Remember that? Remember that in the U.S. Open? Yes. Enjoy the jail cell, bud. Yes. No, he's the caddy <laughs> for Webb Simpson, and he also used to caddy for VJ Singh. So this guy has been around. Uh, Paul had messaged me, um, and this is breaking news. I wish we had our little breaking news. There you go. Webb Simpson has pulled out of this weekend's BMW Championship, and that's why we kind of know Paul's not with us tonight because he flew home to go see his family. Hasn't seen him in a month. So we will be recording next week live from the, cha- what is it, next week, FedEx Championship next weekend, uh, Tuesday with Paul. So sorry, guys, but Paul will be delayed a week. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, I mean, I was excited for it until you called me at uh, my day job and it was in my office and I was like, oh. Well, I only found out. Yeah, like it's unfortunate, but hey, things happen and. At the end of the day, I mean, we're hoping whatever happened with Webb is he's good and healthy. and Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure we'll find out next week. Yeah. So, anyways, all our listeners, uh, Paul will be on with us next week. So, we had to do a little bit of uh... – <sighs> go ahead, Drew. Okay, quickly here, I have – I wanted to ask last week, but I almost hit three people today again. I need to ask this question. This is totally not golf-related. It's life-related. <laughs> here it is. And I want both of your answers on this one. And we'll start with Rev. Is it a yes, no, or do you it's a, a? I want an explanation. Should bikers that are biking on the road in traffic acting as a vehicle, should they act as a vehicle and uh, abide by the rules of the road? Rev? If they're on the road, yes. But what do you mean as far as they're not? So right? I'm, okay. Yeah, you, you know, explain your story, yeah. So <laughs> last week and this week, I probably, probably could have gone to jail if I hit someone. I am tired of people riding on the road and then they park at the red light and then they just go right through when there's good to go. Okay. <laughs> if I'm in my car, I just good to go. No, no red light cameras, okay? And if they're on the bike path, just whoop, pop, right in, come right through. <laughs> like, why? Like, why are the, that should be a penalty? Correct me if I'm wrong. So the, if I hit someone, I go to jail. So they, he went through a red light, is what you're saying? Went through a red light, blew a stop sign, on the path, off the path, on yeah, the if road. He's, if he's going through red lights, yeah, that should be, that should be a fine, honestly. Okay. No, so not, a ticket. ticket. No that, fine, yeah, no ticket. warning, a fucking ticket. Because if I go through a red light, I get a $300 ticket. Well, and the thing with this city, too, except for downtown, we don't have bike lanes all around the city. We have, like, what, a few streets downtown, that's it? When's the last time oh. you rode a bike? He rides a bike. He yeah. does. No, you don't. He does on the uh, bike path. On the bike path, like but an I don't, adult, I don't do street <laughs> like a person. Because I'm, I, I'm 39 and I haven't ridden a bike in fucking 20 years. I mean, I, I know what you're talking about though. It's very frustrating. They just like just do what they want. Shouldn't be light, rip, lights rip don't mean lights. nothing. Uh, I have a bike. Ring my bell. Ching ching. I get to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dennis Leary, an old comic. You guys probably don't know who that is, but he said it best. I have a bike. I have a bell. Ding ding. I have a horn. Your car. You're dead. Me <laughs> me. You know, like <laughs> is it. But thing he did about New York City and bike lanes and bike cops and it's just it's where why did this question come out on this podcast? It I'm came up because last I wanted to bring it up to all our listeners that we have lots of them and I wanted to bring it up and I'm gonna put it on a poll later. You know, Rev might put it up on the Instagram page because it if I hit someone and they die, I go to jail for manslaughter. If they hit my car and they fall over, 
Peace. Like, yeah, and you don't get your offender fixed. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you're going to act like a, a, a vehicle, yeah, by the stop rules. by the yeah. red light. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're on, you know what? Just don't ride a bike. <laughs> you know, walk, yeah. run, jog, rollerblade, but or, just, but or stay on the path. In today's day and age, they might have their COVID mask covering their eyes and they can't see. So who knows, right? I mean. Anyways, I think we should go on yeah, now let's to get our. back to the golf. Okay, thanks. So uh, we're all in green. So that if you're riding a bike and you're in a, in a roadway and you're acting just as a vehicle. by the laws. There you go. Okay. Thank you very much. Sorry, guys. I mean, there's just a general question that I I know everyone wants to know this question. <laughs> okay. Let's move on now to our uh, our betting corner. Are we going to do betting or are we going to wrap up last week? I guess we kind of already did, right? Let's move on to our betting week. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes Let's the go. money. Money, 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 Off the Hazel Gambling Corner, brought to you by Vice Golf. They were awarded gold by Golf Digest again this year. They have robotic test results for each model on their website. Hey, Drew, I heard you get a hard time for using them Vice Golf balls. I sure do. That's it? it? Well, and they worked. I shot 69 on the weekend, baby. www.vicegolf.com. Hit them hard, hit them long. Vicegolf.com. That was great. Okay, let's go into our picks now. Correct? Yes, and I think uh, we all need a little bit of redemption from last week. Oh, boy. <sighs> so I'll go first. I'll go first with who I selected last or week. Or should we talk about what we're playing next week? Well, we could do that as well. I think we should maybe run down our last picks and then let our listeners know about where we're playing next Okay, week. let's run down our last week's picks. Go. <laughs> so last week, the old... Uh, the old diamond in the rough. The old co-host there, he didn't do so well. Troy selected Brant, Snedeker, missed cut, and he selected Abraham's, in, Abraham Answer, missed cut. Snedeker sucks. So Snedeker and Answer, they didn't do so well for me. Daniel. I picked Ricky Fowler, and he was shit. <laughs> <laughs> and see yeah, But he made the cut. He did, but. He got a paycheck. He got his big check at the end. I know. I want one of them big checks. Yeah. And I was, Drew, I was kicking myself in the ass, too, because. We talked about, I was like, should I pick DJ? I was like, nah, Fowler's my boy. And then DJ ended up fucking doing Unreal, so. Jesus, hasn't talked all podcasts, and now it's yeah. F-bombs and shit, <laughs> Dave. Drew, I love the Rev. Who'd you take? The Rev. Uh, I took uh, Matty Kuchar. Cooch. And yeah, Cooch. And you know what? He was 10 or 11 under par, but that did basically F all for all of us. <laughs> and unfortunately, Cooch played well. But this week, we're heading into... We're heading to the BMW Championship in Olympia Fields, just south of Chicago. We got a huge field again because it's FedEx playoffs, right? So FedEx. Uh, actually, actually, our new camera guy works at FedEx. Yeah. <laughs> That's so not a free act as he works here for us. Yeah, Christian, get us on board with FedEx, eh? Be sure to be over at FedEx. Let's let's get to the fun times here. The people want to hear our picks. People uh, want to know. I, I, I think Drew, you should go this week. <laughs> this week first. Okay, I got one. My pick. I've been following some uh, guys that I think that our podcast to be one day, the Four Play Pod, brought to you by Barstool Sports. I wish we could be there one day at some point, but I'm going with Kevin Kisner. Thirty dollars for a twelve hundred and one thousand two hundred thirty dollars. Well, that's not bad. <laughs> 12.30 on the Kiz. 
wrote that down wrong. I like Kiz. Kiz is getting Kiz. That was 30 for 1230? Yep. Okay, and that's it. That's all you're taking this That's week. all I got. That's it. I'm out of money. <laughs> we need more sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, we're actually not spending all your money on, on uh, gambling. Yeah, this is just all for this fun. This is all from FedEx money. So 1230 on a $30 bet for Kevin Kisner. Rev, what do you got? I'm going to pick Tyler Duncan for 20 bucks. <laughs> Duncan's toy chest. 20 bucks. I'm going to put. Does that pay about seven, eight grand? Yeah. No, I wish. No. Uh, $2,000 and 20 bucks is a payout. So. Wow. Well, but, I'm hoping for both your guys. We've got Duncan yeah. and Kisner, and I actually took two guys that are somewhat, I know their names. So uh, You don't know Kiz? I know Kiz. I've taken them already. But Duncan Donuts? No Duncan's <laughs> toy chest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No free yeah, ads. No free no ads. No. Robin's Donuts. I'm going with two golfers this weekend again, because that's what I like to do. I like to, you know, spread spread the money. So Pussy. I'm gonna put ten dollars. I'm, I'm gonna put ten dollars on Mr. Tony Finau. <laughs> oh, I almost picked him for a payout of three hundred and forty dollars. Man, and rocket. And uh, again, I'm, I'm doing it every week. I don't care. Every week, I'm putting ten <laughs> bucks on my boy Abe. But Abraham oh, answer. Boy. Better show up this week for play. A, a nice payout actually on ten dollars, a six hundred and seventy dollars. So oh, wow. it's not bad. I'm uh, I'm Fino answer. Let's uh, let's hope they can pull it out. Yeah, and quickly before we. Talk about our picks. Let's talk about the golf course, BMW Championship. Where are we playing in, Troy? Olympia Fields. Olympia Fields. I was talking to Kyle Peters, uh, Corey Connors' caddy. Peps told me this is a bomber's course. Guys like DJ, Brooks, Bryson, JT. Going to be hitting the ball far. <laughs> Hit it straight, though. There is a par three, 256 yards away. Uh, I'm probably hitting three wood. I don't even carry one, so I'm probably hitting a knockdown driver. You're hitting driver. Driver six. You're hitting driver as well. And then uh, putt, putt for bogey. So, yeah, good four. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this course is gettable. It's always a great event. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, but don't buy a BMW. Buy a Nissan. Buy a Nissan. And also, to piggyback that, make sure get your golf balls from vicegolf.com. Vice. Hit them um, hard. Oh. Hit them long. Um, okay, so I just quickly let's talk about our picks. Troy, you went with Abraham Answer and Double E and Tony Fino. Tony Fino, let's why? Let's start off with Tony. Do you want to know my honest answer about Tony Fino? Uh, he's sick. No, okay. when I was listening to Graham Delette's interview earlier today, he mentioned that it is a long course, and he said one thing about uh, the PGA right now. Again, I'm re- referring referring Graham Delette. He said he's 38, and he says the kids these days are they're just every one of them they're bombing it yeah. matter of fact he even said he looks at his caddy when when they're hitting the ball that long and his jaw drops because it's just like they're really? all doing it they're all 350 plus he was the one that said look out for Fino this week and that's why i'm gonna take tony Fino. plus i mean let's not face it let's face it, he's a hell of a golfer uh and i told you the reason i take an abe i'm gonna do it every week every week till he wins because it's, like, it's coming. It's coming. Yep. So uh, what's your reasoning behind Kiz? Well, I'll go to Rev first. Pardon? <laughs> Rev. Oh, Rev. The Who did you take? You took Tyler Duncan. Tony Duncan from the San Antonio Spurs? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no. guys, shut up. I was a real guy. I know him. The real reason why I took him? This is the only reason? It pays out the most, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love That's... it. Hey, but this is, who is the guy you were talking? He could have taken the Herminator. The Her- yeah, yeah uh, right. Herman, so. yeah. I was gonna pick him, but nope. Got a good feeling about Duncan just because he pays a lot if he wins. 
successful. Go Duncan. Drew? Go Duncan. Uh, Kevin Kisner. You know, he played well last week. I think he finished third or fourth. Kiz is playing well. People are pumping his tires. He's a great guy. You know, we asked Dillette in episode eight about uh, Kiz. Said he's one of the best guys on tour. I don't know what that has to do with golf. Um, but he's a great guy, great player, and I feel that his time's coming. And it better come this week because uh, we need the money. Uh, so money. get her going, Kiz. And, yeah, I think we should send it over to our guests now. Or do you want to talk about our social media handles here first? Well, oh, I think social media handles, but I also want to mention the uh, Off the Puzzle sweaters that we've got uh, Boom. going here. They're, we're ordering them left and right here, guys. Uh, everything is going to the uh, Cancer Foundation of Saskatchewan. Not everything, sorry. Otherwise, we'd be really broke. It's 40 <laughs> bucks a sweater. Your choice of color, black or gray. We have all the sizes. Uh, $5 from each sweater. We'll be going to the Cancer Foundation of Saskatchewan. And, uh, yeah, DM us, text, phone, uh, email. Uh, fact. <laughs> they're coming in hard. They're coming in fast. I mean, uh, I know... <laughs> I'm, uh, I've got a big day tomorrow, obviously, Drew. Uh, so again, well, Hey, quickly before, before you, we're going to let you talk about that. What? Um, yes, you said black and gray, but moving forward, this is our soft launch. We are going to get some other colors, you know, pink for the ladies. Not that these aren't for the ladies, but now, but there's pink ones coming red, black, gray, yellow, orange, blue, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. We'll figure it out if there's enough for them. We'll get them. Um, but yeah, $5 goes to a great, great cause. And uh, Troy, why don't you take away now what's going on tomorrow? Oh, I was just saying, I got a CT scan tomorrow morning. Or actually, I guess it would be today if you're listening. Uh, hopefully, everything goes well. I know it's going to go well as I knock on wood. Uh, oh, someone's uh, here. It'll be <laughs> uh, hopefully finding out that I'm one-year cancer-free. Yeah. And uh, next week, actually, when we're recording with Paul, will be the last day of my treatments. So... It's um, it's a it's a busy clap. it's a busy uh, ten days here. Um, golf platform. Yeah 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 yeah. Get done. But uh, no, so get out there, buy your sweaters, support a good cause, and uh, that's all I gotta say. Rev, you want to touch on the sweaters or anything else you want to touch on? No, Troy said said it all. That it was a great foundation. He said, Troy, you've been through it. Um, we, you said there's nothing but good things to say about that foundation and what you've been through for it. So yeah. And like I said, we've been rooting for you out here, and yeah. Well, I'm not the only guy that's been dealing with it. There's lots of people out there, so exactly. Anybody yeah. that li does listen and might be having their own battle or whatever, uh, the three of us here at the podcast, Off Puzzle Park Podcast, are thinking about you and uh, your families if you guys are all been affected. So, anyways, last thing is, go buy a sweater. Yeah, and quickly before Troy rips off the social media handles. Um, we do have a great guest on today. He was kind of put on the back burner a little bit here, but not for any particular reason. Had some audio issues. We figured it out. Jonathan Randolph um, plays on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's he's a great player. Um, holds his wedges a little weird. I saw some photos, and I, I, I'll have to ask Johnny why he holds his hands like that, but clearly for a reason why he's playing for lots of money, and I'm playing because I have to go to work tomorrow. Um, but great guy. He knows a lot of guys on tour. Um, he gets it on the course. He shoots some good scores, and uh, he's close to being on the PGA full-time. So this is a great interview. It's a little outdated, but uh, you know what? I don't think we backdate the interview at all. Well, I mean, the reason that we had to insert Jonathan as well, because, again, we were supposed to be having Paul on the show. So, again, our apologies that the, the questions... Nice one, are, Webb. Are, Dick. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. We're just kidding. Yeah. All kidding aside, I mean, that's... 
the reason we had to kind of be like, okay, we got we got one in the bank here we can throw on. So we just we hope you all enjoy. And not that it wasn't a bad interview. It's a great no, interview. It's a great John. interview. You were on the weren't you? I believe I was yeah. actually I think that's for it was in right when COVID started because I Correct. was on the phone. Right. Yeah, I'm on the phone. I wasn't in the studio. Um audio's great though now, I fixed it. Yes, that's all taken care of. I just want to rattle off the social media handles here real quick, Drew, Daniel. Uh Twitter Rev. Twitter and Instagram is underscore off the hosel and Facebook is at off the hosel. Like, tweet, share, retweet, comment, Facebook us, love us, hate us, we love you. Just uh, we want to hear some feedback, anything you guys want, want to hear, guests, future guests, uh, let us know. So that's all I got. Right on. Well, let's send it over now to Jonathan Randolph, boys. Hope you guys enjoy it. Are you tired of the same old spice, rum, and coke or any other basic mixed drink? Well, we want to change that. Here at Off the Hazel Crew, we are proud supporters of Last Mountain Distillery. They got so many good choices that will change your world. Just some off the top of our head. Last Melon Distiller Whiskey, Rum, Dill Petrol Vodka, Root Beer Schnapps, and now new, Apple Pie Moonshine. If you haven't already checked out Last Melon Distillery, for all your mixed bevy needs, Last Melon Distillery, no questions asked. Alrighty, today I'm pleased to be joined by Corn Ferry Tour player and all the way from Brandon, Mississippi, not Brandon, Manitoba, Mr. Jonathan Randolph. Thanks for joining the podcast today, man. How you doing? Thanks, doing good. How are you? Can't complain, man. I got out golfing uh, last week, so game is, uh, mm. I don't know what to say what it is. I mean, it, it's up and down, but I mean, it's also round two of the year down in Saskatchewan. I mean, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, are you, have you been practicing? I mean, how's your long, long weekend? What's going on? Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I'm down in Mississippi. It's obviously warm enough where we, we should have been playing golf for a long time, but we, uh, just I've got a two-month-old, uh, so a quarantine baby. So I haven't been able to do a whole lot. Uh, well, congrats, lot man! Congrats. Shortly. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. But it's uh, last time we had a baby. I, I took off and like was playing on the PGA Tour, so I didn't get to see a lot of the stuff that you know babies do. I didn't get to sit up on as much and stuff. So that's been neat. But uh, but no, I, I've been practicing in the backyard a lot. I got a net and I've, I've had some mats and just doing track man combines and just as you know probably living a little bit of your life normally you know and you know before it gets warm <laughs> trying to just imagine golf uh so man that's um i was just curious too i mean obviously with like practicing i mean obviously you just had a brand new baby which is awesome i mean are you yeah. i don't know like, i mean you said you, you go back to work pretty soon here where's your game at for you know hey like we got a we got a tournament two weeks yeah, so Braden Thornberry is out on the Corn Ferry now. Uh, he went to Ole Miss. I actually live in Oxford now, uh, which is where Ole Miss is, and I, I practice and play with the team a lot. They're obviously not here, but uh, Braden's been around. He's from, from North Mississippi, too, and uh, we've been playing a lot. And he's doing the same thing I am. You know, we played the other day, and he had two eagles and, like, six bogeys and a, you know, a few birdies and shot, you know three or four under and so it's just it's a little bit spotty but uh i, I went i actually had a, a little money match uh on thursday i needed to get the, the competitive juices <laughs> flowing and played played a little money match and dropped about eight or nine birdies on them and and took the pot so it's uh I, you know the game's good it's just one of those things where yeah, i don't know it's it's not like we're playing in the NBA or the NFL where it's like, oh, game speed's way different, but yeah. adrenaline's way different. You know, stuff stuff is different once you get out there. 
but uh, but I've, I've still got game. I've still got it. It's just one of those <laughs> things of I got to get the routine and the rhythm and just you know remember how to do it day in and day out. And uh, and it always this is the time of the year that that everything starts getting ironed out anyway, and uh, and the short game starts getting really good. So I, I expect to come out and play uh, play pretty good, hopefully. That's awesome, man. So hey, I was curious. Do you know Eric Howardchuck? I know that name. Okay, yeah, he played a little bit on the Corn Ferry, and then he's on the Outlaw right now. But okay. it's funny you just mentioned like eight birdies. I played this past weekend, and I had what I have. I had eight birdies and shot seventy-two. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. when, you, when you have eight birdies, you're probably shooting five, six under, hey? Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, <laughs> if you want to. That, that's what. So that's the the joke. A lot of times, like I I tell people when I got a wedge in my hands, or you know, you, you should make birdie. It's like, all right. You're either eating off the dollar menu, or you can go to the, you know, go to the steakhouse. Whether or not you get this, you know, get this in the hole for a birdie or not. And in in our case, it's you know, get it in the hole, especially in the corn fairy tour. Get it in the hole, and you better not make any freaking bogeys either, because there's so many guys making birdies and you know, going low that you gotta you gotta you just hammer down on the gas pedal. So I want to backtrack now just to your, uh, your junior golf. Um, how was it? Did you excel? Did you dominate? How was the junior program back when uh, when you were playing junior golf? I mean, what was your program like? Yeah, so growing up, I played, I was, I guess you could call me a multi-sport athlete. You know, I played baseball, had had good, really good hand-eye coordination, and I could I could shoot the three in basketball, <laughs> and nothing like Andrew Loop or Mark Hubbard. Those guys were like legitimately good like athletes and basketball players. But I I kind of quit everything uh, except golf when I was about thirteen. Uh, I got tired of hitting duck hooks when I went to the golf course, and then just couldn't hit the baseball anymore. So I was like, all right, I'm two gonna, complete different sports. Life. Yeah, that's. I mean, and it, and as a kid though, you just you want to do both, and that, and I was on some pretty bad teams, and I was just tired of like you know one run down. I'm not at the plate. I'm sitting in the dugout watching these kids with sports specs on strike out. No offense to sports specs, I'm blind as a bat, but like <laughs> you know, I wanted to be the guy up there, uh, you know, batting. So it was that was kind of the turning point for me, and so I was a little bit of a late bloomer. Um, played played a lot of the Mississippi junior golf. Um, we had some good players that were a little bit older than me that I looked up to that were all SEC freshmen and you know, junior Ryder Cup players that were, you know, that when I was in seventh grade, they were, you know, they were about to graduate high school. But I kind of broke out right before my junior year of high school and I won, won a big junior tournament in Mississippi and it got me into the HAGA Invitationals and started playing against, you know, the Ricky Fowlers, Morgan Hoffman, you know, everybody my age, there's a lot, you know, Peter Uline, we, we, we had a really good young crop that had some success quick out of college Yeah, on the PGA Tour, obviously. But uh, once I started measuring my game up to those guys, I, you know, I knew that I had the potential to hang with them. You know, the, the first big tournament I ever played in, I shot 78, pairs of Fowler, and then he shot 77. And then the next day I shot 67 and he shot 67 and we both made the cut. But, you know, it's like when I see somebody like that go low and then I see my game, it's like, God, you know, I know I can go low when I need to go low. And that's when, you know, my dad was a realist. He's like, son, you're not going to be a professional baseball player. Probably you're not going to be a professional basketball player. You got a chance to golf. And, uh, and 
you know, that was the moment where the odds are against you, but it's like, I can hang with these guys. You know, I know I can do it. And, and that's when I knew I wanted to, you know, go to school at Ole Miss where we have really good facilities and a really good schedule. And, you know, I got stronger and better and learned how to travel. And, you know, the rest is history. So I was just curious. I mean, you just mentioned playing with Ricky and and Hoffman. I mean, when when you're playing those events in college, and then now you're on the corn fair, and I believe you played some PGA events on the tour. You might have been on there for longer than I don't know how long, but you didn't tell me after. But also, do you see like like I don't know, is it frustrating seeing those guys being so successful on the PGA all week in week out? I mean, not that you're not successful, but I mean you're on the corn, right? So I mean, like. Like, where's the, I don't know, the frustration level or, yeah, where are you at right now with that? Yeah, so I, I'll tell you, so I, uh, you know, I, I just said, like, I measured my game up, like, I knew I was good, and then my junior year of college, I was the first team All-American, and, you know, I beat out a lot of good players to get that, you know, that distinction, and, you know, I was really proud of that, and first team All-American to, went back my senior year and got mono at NCAAs and shot 83, I think, in the first round. Yeah. And that knocked me out of, of uh, contention, contention yeah. to be, you know, high up there, All-American honors again. And anyway, so that knocked me, because I went back and finished my degree, I probably lost some sponsor exemptions and stuff. Didn't get those early starts. So I played the Hooters, the NGA Hooters Tour for two years. Really? And, uh, I had, yeah, and I had a lot of success on there, but I just couldn't get through Q school. I, I failed twice getting through Q school. And the hardest time was, you know, you go home, say I just missed it second stage again for the second time. And I go home and I'm sitting there and it's October or, or you know, early November. And I'm looking at the wall and I see all these names on the all American plaque, Patrick Reed, you know, all these dudes that are the same age as me that are already like, you know, starting to torch it out there. It's like, I know I'm as good as they are. I just have to get through this stupid Q school. And, uh, and so that, that's tough. And, then I finally got through in the first year. Um, I got through on the, the corn ferry. I got my tour card and went out there. And, you know, I, I had the lead on Saturday at the Byron Nelson playing with Speed, you know, on CBS. Like, yeah. I had that full experience. <laughs> and I just didn't hit it. I honestly just the, – the one thing I can say about the guys that have had a ton of success that are my age, like, their swings, like, nothing has changed a whole lot, um, you know, since we were 15 years old. Yeah, everybody does like their own physical things or, you know, mental things, whatever it is, but everybody's got a really good short game. Everybody, you know, hits the ball well enough and it's just a matter of being really consistent, you know, whether it's a you know, getting old and fat or, you know, what it is, like something something keeps you from repeating the same motion day in and day out. And uh, you know, I lost my tour card that year, went back to the corn ferry, got it again. Then the next two years I was on the PGA tour. And then last year I was back on the corn ferry tour and got off to a horrible start and still only missed getting my card back by 12 spot. And, uh, just so happened to get the, the two year COVID card. And, uh, so now I'm, I'm, I say the word stuck because like I consider myself a PGA tour player, but you know, I get the yeah. opportunity really to play corn ferry for the next two years and prove that, you know, rounding into my 30s that I have become more consistent and, uh, you know, frustrating, yeah, sure. I mean, it's a little bit frustrating, but at the same time, like, I'm I'm fortunate that I've got a good team that, you know, my body stayed healthy enough where I haven't been injured for a long time, and I really genuinely do feel like I'm playing better. I mean, 
had a double eagle last year and like led some tournaments and had a, had a really good chance. And I just didn't quite capitalize. And, you know, there's, there's just that, that step sometimes that you have to take and you only get, you know, a certain number of chances. So now, you, I mean, you just talked about making the PGA and playing there for a couple of years. I mean, when you got there, what was it like? Uh, yeah, I should be here or there. Wow, I'm super grateful. You know, like I just made a lot of push, a lot of grind to get here. Like, where is your mental aspect now? Now that you're there, are you you want to win, but or or are you just you know yeah. I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, like where where are you? I mean, you're playing the PGA. That's the major of all, like all, all sports, right? Hockey, NHL, sure. NFL. So I mean, like, where are you at? I mean, like you're yeah. on the PGA and playing with those uh, those guys that you should have been playing with all, all along. Yeah, I mean, I never really had any, uh, like, you know, oh, wow, this is, you know, the coolest. Or, you know, like, don't get me wrong, like, it's really, really nice, but the, I'm such a competitor, the same reason I quit baseball, because I was tired of seeing, you know, that that one guy at the plate that, that couldn't, you know, hit the ball. Like, I wanted to be there. I feel like I, you know, belong there. I, was, I proved myself in college, proved myself in junior golf, you know, and then I proved myself um, in professional golf just getting there, and then getting back there three different times, like I've proven that I'm good enough to get there. And now like getting there, like bumping into Tiger Woods in the locker room is cool. But at the end of the day, you know, I think the thing that separates some people is the, or that separates the, the, you know, the, the wide eyed bushy tail, you know, whatever people from the, the 30 year old veterans is nothing, you know, nothing's really going to wow me anymore. Yeah. Um, you see it all. And I just, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's where I belong and what I should be doing. So that that's why I train and that's why I do everything. It's not to win on the Corn Ferry Tour. Everything I've done has been to, uh, because I've failed out there enough, um, everything that, that I do now is to stay out there and to compete better out there. Not necessarily like if I was going to get ready to play really well on the Corn Ferry Tour, I should probably change my equipment and like really get, you know, the ball flying further in the air and just smash it because, a lot of those courses, like no disrespect to any of the courses, and like, but there's a lot more chip and putt, like a lot less rough, um, a lot more par fives in the 520 to 570 range that you can reach. Uh, you know, just it, it's just a little bit different game on the Corn Ferry compared to the Big Tour. So everything I'm doing is to get me ready to stay on the PGA Tour. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like in junior golf. I, there's the reason I did 100 putting hard drills a day is so that when I stepped on, you know to qualifying in college i knew when i had a six footer i could beat that guy you know yeah. I, could, I could make it and you know, i'm gonna make so it's it's the same mindset i've had since i was 15 years old and now i'm you know 15 16 years later it's, it's the same thing it's just a little bit different stage well it's crazy you mentioned that. i mean and and you're right though it's, it's not a disrespect it's just facts i mean like i played a golf course here in sass the other day I was a par five opening hole, and I was I had driver lob wedge ninety nine yards in for a par five. Yeah, and I three whistled for a five. Yeah. Nice par, dickhead. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like I mean, the yeah. courses on the PGA, they're gonna challenge you more. Like it's no different than playing, you know, NHL, yeah. NFL. It, it's just another level. So, man, like honestly, like, sure. like just yeah. honestly, and I think anyone that takes away from this interview, I mean, we're not done yet. But I mean, just how positive you are. I mean, like I yesterday I was or last week I was five over through four holes and. I had to make five birdies to shoot even the front nine. Like usually, I shut it down. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, look, and like here you go. The Canadian Open uh, two years ago. I think I tied DJ for the low round on Sunday, 
uh, and I want to say I either tied or I was one off the low round on Friday, and I still finished like 35th because, you know, it, it, that Glen Abbey will jump up and bite you, used to. But um, that's the kind of thing, though. You have a good round, and then you play bad on Saturday. you gotta, you got to go out and strap on your boots no matter what, whether you start bad or what. You know, go out there and, and try to shred that place up the next day and, and just get a little bit better. So I want to backtrack just to your college days here. Uh, I believe you're an Ole Miss Rebel, and I mean right. your honor roll. I mean, what I always ask this question to these pro guys. I mean, because like, was school a thing for you? Because that you're an honor roll, uh, you may maybe could have been a doctor if golf didn't work out for you. How was college? What was it like? What was your experience? Did you like uh, the grind of all day every day? Yeah, you know, I think to be good at golf, like honestly, like you got to embrace the grind no matter what, whether it's doing the putting or drills or doing whatever you got to have discipline i uh i ran so i ran into this is in college uh i ran into jonas blix we played i want to say it was my freshman year we were playing with with florida state and i just get paired with this like super happy you know swedish guy like he's just you know he's, he's over there doing his thing and yeah. Um, he just seems kind of happy go. He seems kind of happy go lucky. But the assistant coach for Florida State is Chris Malloy, and he's now the head coach at Ole Miss. He was like, "Yeah, you know, Jonas walks out every day. He's got a note card with what he's going to do, <laughs> and he knocks it out. He does. He he makes the note card. You know, whether he's in class or wherever he is, and you know, he thinks about what he needs to work on, and he goes and does it. And then he can, you know, do whatever he wants after that. But you got to be super efficient with your time, and and you know, make it count." Don't just say I'm gonna go do 100 putting yard drills a day, or I'm gonna go drop 50 balls and hit pitch shots from 20 yards until I make one or something. You know, he's very specific, and so stuff like that really shaped me as a person, but definitely as a golfer because I'm ADHD. Like it's super easy for me to, to not like focus on stuff, and uh, so getting to college there were a lot of distractions. And I went to I went to a pretty hard high school that that honestly made college a little bit easier for me, but. You know, there's there's decisions you have to make, and you know my my decision, you know, through especially through the early years of my college that that got me where where I am today is you know I put my phone up as much as I you know as much as I could I put it in my bag and I had I had a list of what I wanted to do and whether that was on the golf course or off the golf course I knew I had to take care of business um, if I wanted to be really good you know if I wanted to be a D one yeah. athlete and just call it call it that I could have I could have done that but. I don't know, the competitor in me just really wanted to push and, you know, prove. I wanted to prove that everybody else was better than me at stuff if I worked hard before I uh, before I cashed out and, and called it. So, so I, you kind of just mentioned it, obviously, like taking notes and whatnot. And I'm curious, you know, and, and I actually forgot to ask Jared Dutois this, and, I, and everyone knows the story about his yard book. Um, you know, I have a yard book, and I have all my clubs in there, and I have a few quotes in there. I mean, if people are going to trip me for that. Go ahead. I want to know what what's in your yard book. I mean, what do you got going on in there? So I, I personally, uh, earlier in my career, I used to have a lot more. Uh, you know, Braden talking about you know younger guy. He's got all of his yardages on a card, and I we play a lot of tournaments at altitude, and I have cheat sheets for that kind of stuff. But mainly, like I'm when I'm preparing for a tournament, I'm very uh, particular about like practice rounds and. I don't play a ton of money games. You know, I get out there and just, I want to see the course. I want to get a feel for, you know, what are the fairways bouncing like. Try to predict how much firmer they're going to get or, you know, where 
where I'm going to mess up with stuff like that. But I don't have a ton of stuff written down necessarily. I have a, I have a ton of green notes. Like every time I get fooled on a putt, I draw it in my book. Um, so that's been a little bit um, of a pain in the butt now that they changed all the yardage books yeah. in the last you know, year. I had to copy a lot of notes. But I, I focus more on notes around the green than I do you know, other places. But I also just try to keep stuff ridiculously simple. Um, I don't, you know, I, I don't try to make it harder than it is. I've learned that a lot of times the harder I, uh, the, the harder more I, about, yeah. or the more creative or yeah, the more I'm going to get in my own way. So, but like I said, everybody has their thing. I mean, there's, there's, especially when you're under pressure, the more of a thing you have and the more you know what you're doing, like you're going to be able to pull it off. So I want to talk about a couple wins here. The 2012 Terry Moore Ford Classic, uh, Wood Creek Classic, yep. and uh, also the 2013 Eagles. Yeah, just walk us through those some of those shots and what's going through your head there and those events. I mean, even you won the Mississippi State Amateur in 09. Did that help, you know, moving forward into your pro days? Yeah, for, well, in 08, I had a 10-shot lead on Sunday, and I tore some cartilage in my chest and blew a lead. Holy shit. And, uh, and – and I like I ended up finishing second, but it was it was one of the things I had to take like four months off after that. And then the next year at the state am when I won, I had like a six or seven shot lead. And this kid like that was going to be an incoming freshman at Ole Miss just absolutely lit the world on fire for about two hours and caught me. And standing in the last fairway, I hit like I think I hit a fifty six degree or or maybe it was a pitching wedge in there like a foot and made it. And that. That's how I won my state am after blowing a ten shot lead and a seven shot lead, like which <laughs> felt like it was yesterday because I you know, those things stay very fresh in your mind. Um, but so that was really big. Just you know, wins are good. Doesn't matter what level it is, whether it's, you know, with the boys or, you know, a small event or, or whatever it is. And then when I turned pro I you know, I was number four ranked amateur in the world. You know, I, I was a good player, I'd won a bunch of college and then I got to play against and this was the most like it's not to say that I was like cocky coming out of school but you know I knew I was good right you're confident played against those guys. you gotta be and confident then, yeah and then and then I get paired against some of these guys that played like I had no idea who they were or where they played college and these sons of guns would shoot 67 every day and it was just the most incredible thing they just had control of their golf ball and I couldn't beat them. Like I just, I, I couldn't win. Like I learned how to make cuts. And then towards the end of that first year, we played a course that there was a champions event on that was not easy. And I, I went toe to toe with this Brandon Brown who had won. He's a legend on the Hooters tour. And I remember I, I had Rick Cochran, Russ Cochran's uh, nephew, caddying for me because he had missed the cut. We were rooming together. And I chipped in on one hole and kind of like took a two shot lead away or something. And we we're standing on a par three and I'd hit a five iron to about 20 feet, had a downhill, like three foot breaker. And he hadn't said much to me all day. And all of a sudden he just goes like, I'm about to set up to it. And he goes, don't wish it in there. And like walked away. And I had to back off. Cause I was like, don't wish it. Like that. Don't wish it in the hole. Oh, yeah, okay. And so it's like, you got a two shot lead, hit your freaking putt. Don't, you know, don't just wish that it goes in. Like, hit your spot, hit your speed, hit your, you know, and it's little stuff like that that will stick with you the rest of your life. And sure enough, like, I, I didn't make the putt, but I hit a really good putt. And that, 
that helped me. I think there was like four holes left to play and some pretty daunting tee shots. And the like aggressiveness that I felt, I don't know, like just from him saying something, you know, silly like that was, it helped me, you know, get that first win. And then I think two weeks later I shot, that, that was like 13 under. And then two weeks later I shot 25 under to win by one over David Skin and, and a couple other dudes at another tournament. And it's, you got to know, like, you got to know when to, uh, when you're playing some of those hard events, like that helped me in the U S open where, you know, you get a fast downhill putt or something like that. You, you don't just like lag it down there. Like don't wish that it, that yeah. it you know, hit your speed, you know, be very deliberate. Like it's hard to see a 20 foot putt break three feet down the hill sometimes, but you gotta just, you know, you gotta stay hyper-focused and, and execute your shot and do your job because, yeah, at the end of the day, it's so easy to just kind of like, all right, yeah, I got a two shot lead. This feels good. Yeah, but that's part of winning is is knowing how to how to drive that nail and and and, and finish the deal. Man, that's so funny that you just mentioned that. I feel like we're the same players. I mean, obviously, you're way better than I am. You play pro golf for a living, but I was like playing for in tournament last year, and my golf pro, like I mean, Dean Brown, who's an absolute stick, played pro golf, He's unbelievable. And playing with him, he goes. So I hit my par putt for 69 to be the day one leader, and I like light it short. Or no, sorry, it was birdie for 69, and if I parred, it was 70, right? So I, yeah. okay, well, don't go long. You don't want to shoot 70 or 71, right? So I mean, yeah. so what I do, I leave it short, shoot 70, and he goes, doesn't 69 look better than 70? I mean, like just at least give it yeah. a chance, right? And that's why I it, get in my it, own yeah, way it, all it, the it's time. Hard in the moment. It's crazy, man. Cause yeah, like, that's one thing I haven't learned yet is how to get out of my own out of my own way. But I mean, yeah, because it's crazy. You see the guy at the casino that that's reckless, right? That wins and he just keeps pushing it in, right? You know, and it's like I I have friends that are, that play on the PGA Tour. You know, that like one thing that makes them so good is they don't care. Like that's what they do. They they legit. They're not stupid. They just don't really have like yeah. that 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 same like. Uh-oh. It's almost like a conscience. Like, oh, whatever. Be, you know what I mean? It's yeah, crazy. Be, be reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> so you almost have to get rid of that if you're if you're too reasonable of a person. Like like being a Mississippi kid and going to play with some dirt bike riding kid from California that's got long hair and you know is is a really good golfer. Like you can't be intimidated. One like that's not a problem. But like when when you're beating them and you're not supposed to be beating them, you better you know realize that. You just got to hammer down. Don't be an idiot. But, like, when you get that putt, you, you don't wish it in there. You got to just step up and execute. Okay, so you played on the U.S. national team in 2010, the Palmer Cup. Uh, walk us through that experience. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We uh, So I went over and played the British Amateur that year. That was when I was ranked really high. And um, so I'd never been over there and playing Mirfield in North Barrick was really cool and humbling. I got my butt kicked and then we went over to uh to Port Rush where they had the, the open championship last year and man it was it was just unreal representing your country and playing. I mean Russ Henley and I have room together. Um you know there's there's just a lot of good dudes on that team and a lot of good, you know, accomplished players, you know, on the European side, all these guys have you know, I bet half of their team has won either a European tour event or a PGA tour event, it seems like, um, or at least have had a lot of success on the PGA tour. So it was, it was awesome. David Lingworth, I beat him in the team part twice. 
and then he knit me on the singles day. We still talk about that. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those fun things, fun memories to have. And um, I don't think we'd won on uh, on foreign soil. I don't think we'd won over there in, in, in quite some time. And to go over there and do it was one of those, one of the things you'll never forget. And uh, definitely, um, definitely one of those things you can draw on sometimes uh, if you ever, you know, if you ever. I have never played the Open Championship, but like when I go back over there to play that stuff, I'm going to be able to draw on that and, and keep those experiences in mind. So last note here before we go on to our segment uh, questions from the gallery. You played in the U.S. Open in 2017. You finished T42. Man, walk us through those experiences. I mean, that, that's got to be fun. Yeah, it was great. Um, so I played the U.S. Am at Aaron Hills in 2011. Like That was the last. Actually, the last shot I hit as an amateur golfer, Chase Wright, who played the tour last year, he's, he's out on Corn Ferry this year. Um, I think I made like 15 or 16 straight pars. That doesn't usually win a match play. Um, <laughs> Just boring golf, that, that eh? Closed, <laughs> yeah, that closed me out. But great, great people up there. I really loved it. I actually became a huge Brewers fan because of that, the baseball the baseball squad down there. And, uh, and so qualifying for the U.S. Open was huge. Uh, I was playing good, and then I was playing really well at the U.S. Open, and, and I was super proud that, like, the moment wasn't too big and stuff, and then just, you know, golfed hard, and Saturday I started, uh, I think I was like, I felt like I was shooting 85 because I played with Justin Thomas when he set the record for the lowest round ever <laughs> at a major. Um, in reality, you I shoot? went back that night, I think. I can't even remember, like, one over maybe, which it's not bad for a U.S. Open, but, I mean, he shot, like, 62. In match play, he only closed me out on hole 16. I know that. So, like, I guess I'm just destined to be closed out on hole 16 here in Hill. <laughs> but uh, I made a lot of birdies, and, you know, I didn't I didn't play bad. Um, but, man, it was, it was surreal. Just, you know, I, I knew, like I said, like, I knew I belonged there. Um but just to play like that firm fast, you know, the, 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 the guy that runs the, uh, the parody Twitter account, his, uh, his Twitter account for that week was like Aaron Hill's fescue or something. And he would tweet me just constantly, like, there's no rescue from the fescue. And like, it was just funny. just like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just love the whole experience being up there, got to meet, you know, got to go on the dugout at the, at a baseball game that week. And, I don't know. It was, it was definitely one of those memories I'll never forget. And I think I'm going to have a lot of success at U.S. Opens over the next 10 years. Um, but that just, just the whole playing in front of that many people, like it was just electric. And then um, obviously Justin Thomas thing is cool. But I, uh, yeah, I'll never forget it. Already off to our segment now. Questions from the gallery sponsored by Player Golf. Be sure to use the promo code off the hosel 15 for 15% off of your orders. That's off the hosel 15 for 15% off of your orders. Alrighty, Jonathan, uh, who's the best golfer you've gotten to play with? Oh, man, um, it, it's hard to say, but it, it, it when you play on the PGA Tour, I will say that like certain things wow you, which it's, it's hard for that to happen. And like Jimmy Walker took me like 50 deep on a couple drives just because he just because he could. Um, and it was so effortless, but overall, Justin Thomas, you know, we were the same rookie class 
on the on the web.com tour back in the day um just as far as like overall game like playing i've played four full seasons with him i mean he's he's ridiculous uh as a whole especially just because he's small and how hard he hits it but I mean, Jordan's, Jordan's run, you know, until the last year or so, I mean, he's still really good. Yeah. Jordan's speed was pretty dead dumb incredible, but just as far as like, and I don't know if I'm biased just because of it's people my age, but, you know, I've, I've beaten Patrick Reed a lot, like, especially growing up, like, he's beaten my face in recently. He's really, really good. So it's hard to just say best player, end of the day, like, no story, you know, end of story. But I'd say as far as, like, I've been the most impressed, Justin Thomas. I mean, Tony Cena is a human cash machine. We were the same class, too. But uh, <laughs> just, Justin has won so much that it is just, it's, it's been uh, impressive. So this question here, it's kind of a common one we ask the pro guys. And feel free to answer and not to answer. Who's a guy, you know, gets a bad rap, but he's actually a beauty? Uh, Rory Sabatini. Really, Rory Rory Sabatini. Now, don't get me wrong; he'll admit that he's a jerk uh, a lot of the time. <laughs> but man, like you talk about, like just a funny, like uh, I mean, just raw. I mean, he'll he'll do stupid things, but like I really like Sabat. Like he's good. Sean Peterson is has always been one of my good buddies too, and he's a dummy, but he's my <laughs> dummy. So. I like I like Pete a lot, but I'd say like as a whole, people think Savo's like a complete jerk, and he, you know, he 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 can be, but like I really like Savo. Okay, now this is the next part of that question. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. I mean, I don't know how many people will hear this in your neck of the woods, but who is a guy that you you just can't stand or or you're upset to play with? Oh, um, that's that's a tough one. You know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of guys that. Uh, there's a lot, you know. There's a lot of guys when I first came out that I didn't really enjoy being around. They were older. Um, they were just. I think they knew they were on their way out more than anything, uh, and and just you know, it's a tough job to let go of. But uh, I mean, there's everybody has their bad days. I mean, I've had I've had more than one run in with uh, with Ollie Schneider Jans. He's just he was so young and. Look, you got to be confident to play this game, and sometimes you know confidence can come across as like really cocky Arrogancy, and like yeah. a little disrespectful. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't have like gen- like I haven't run into somebody that hasn't been like genuinely like a good person at the end of the day. Like, there's everybody's got their flaws, but for the most part, everybody. Uh, I, I'd sit down and have dinner with everybody so far that I've met, but. I wouldn't like play a practice around with him. Have you have you played golf up in Canada yet? Yeah, I, I I've only played uh, Glen Abbey, so I haven't played a lot uh, of of golf up there. But the Abbey, the Abbey, and I have had a, a good relationship. Um, love that place. I'm not sure it still exists anymore, but. Played, I played three Canadian Opens, and um, yeah, I, I love it up there, man. It's it's great, and Montana is my favorite place in the U.S., and so that's that's closer to you guys, you know, up there yeah. in the Glacier National Park and stuff. So I uh, I'm a big fan of the of the Great White North. So 
This is a good one too. Uh, who is your biggest inspiration to play golf? Hands down, Tiger Woods. Um, just watching him beat people's doors in, and um, you know the the reason I started playing golf was my dad uh, playing uh, little scrambles and just being outside and playing with the dad's always fun. But uh, the the reason I wanted to to like really get good at golf was like most kids that were born in the in the late eighties, you know, early nineties was just watching Tiger. But um, yeah, that I had the poster over my bed and everything of of Tiger. Okay, we talked about how smart you were in school. If golf didn't work out as a career, what would what, what job would you uh, pursue? Man. I was going to be a finance major until they told me it'd take five years to graduate. So I did marketing (laughs) and I was out in four and a half. Uh, So I guess, you know, golf opens up a lot of avenues. I have, uh, I had, I had a job offer from, from a couple of program partners and they gave me their cards and I threw them away. Like not out of disrespect, but just because like, nope. Like, I don't know if, like I think it came from a good place. I don't know if I played bad today, and they were like, "Well, this guy's not going to be here much longer." But uh, yeah, I I guess it would have to be in marketing in some some way or another, just in relations. I'm I like I like most people. Um, I get along with people, and uh, I think I could I think I could do good at something like that. Okay, lastly, Jonathan, uh, any advice for uh, the, the young listeners and young golfers out there? You know, their dream to make it to the uh, you know the PGA or you just play pro golf and, and call D one golf there. Yeah, I mean, everybody, look, uh, every level that I've played that I've played in, short game has has bailed me out. Unless you are built like Bubba Watson or Dustin Johnson, your arms hang down to your knees, <laughs> like. Just you need to be able to beat whoever you're looking at on the other side of the tee box every day when you play. You need to know, like in your head, that you did the work to uh, to be able to beat them from inside 100 yards. Uh, it's just it's a great equalizer. It'll once you're doing it for money, it'll be the difference between spending two thousand dollars and traveling and and going home for the weekend or making that cut and getting your money back. So. I would uh, I would just preach that I absolutely lived um, on the putting green in the short game areas, and and you should too because we're not all gifted from from up above with yeah. skills that that are gonna put us put us above and beyond. Well, Jonathan, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate uh, you coming on today, and we'll definitely have to talk to you again soon here. Yeah, my pleasure. Hope uh, hope it was insightful. It was. Take take care. All right. See ya. Hi, Troy Koser from Off the Hosel. Are you tired of having the same problems year by year? Dustin Felski with Precise Accounting and Consulting is here to help. We can help you with your tax solutions, fix cash flow issues, reduce costs of business, and give back the time you need to increase your business potential. Whether you're self-employed or running a large business, Dustin with Precise Accounting and Consulting We'll have solutions that will fit your needs to grow your business. Precise Accountant Consulting has been serving Pence and surrounding areas for the past four years. For more information, visit Precise Accounting on Facebook or www.paac.ca. Alrighty, there it is, the interview with Jonathan Randolph, Corn Ferry Tour player, and honestly, pretty good interview. 
This is a very, very solid interview, actually. It was uh, kind of nice to get to know a guy that's playing on the Corn Ferry, working his way up to the PGA cha- or Championship Tour. Uh, yeah, no, John, thanks for joining the show. It was awesome. Yeah, I think John had a lot of uh, good points on how he got to where he is, uh, how he works the ball around a golf course, what he does, preparation, play college. Um yeah, really good interview. Again, got to apologize to our listeners. Uh, we, you know, we had a vault. We have a vault with some people we've recorded with, and yeah, we <laughs> the vault. Had, no, but we had to re, we had to re, we had to redo our week because of what had happened with uh, Webb Simpson's caddy Paul Tesori. So uh, again, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, Jonathan Randolph. It, it, again, I I thought it was great. I mean, again, it was just it was kind of done right after COVID had started. So. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, other than that, I don't have much more. Do you guys have anything you want to touch on here quickly? Hell no. (laughs) Reverend just wants to go home and drink beer. I want to already drink a beer. I just want to touch. (laughs) I I just want to talk about the sweaters that we got again. Uh, they're off the hosel official sweaters. $40 gets you, uh, the color you want, the size you want. Five bucks goes to our friends at the Cancer Foundation of Saskatchewan. It goes to a good cause. So get off your wallets. Go spend the 40 bucks because I know a driving range and a beer and a bag of teas is about the same. So uh, And they're nice sweaters. They're very nice sweaters. And and lastly, Drew, all I got to say is uh, social media handles. If anybody wants to reach out to us, Twitter and Instagram is at underscore off the hosel. And our Facebook page is also at off the hosel. Boom. Uh, Rev, anything? Okay, well, quickly, <laughs> what I'm going to put on, uh, I think, actually, I'm going to make Rev do this one. Put a post up on Instagram. Should bikers <laughs> be a part of, if they're going to be a part of traffic, should they abide by the law or do just freelance? Free for all. For all. Free for all, exactly. For all. Okay, well, Rev, you've had about 13 things to say tonight. Yep. Um, but they're all always a pleasure. Um, the Reverend Dan, Dan Heggs. Oh, his Twitter is at D-H-A-G-Z-Z. Yep. His Instagram is at Daniel Hagel 5 That's D-A-N-I-E-L-H-A-G-L-5. Follow him. Troy Koser on Twitter as at Koser Troy, K-O-C-U-R-T-R-O-Y. And his Instagram is backwards Troy is Y-O-R-T. Co. Your Co. And uh, give those two guys a follow. They're trying to cover more golf each and every day. Let's start seeing some more golf posts from you two pigeons and my friends. And my handle is CoasterDrew, K-O-C-U-R-D-R-E-W on Twitter and Instagram as well. CoasterDrew, give us a follow. We love you. We love you. We love you. Buy a sweater. Don't be cheap. And as RA says on Chicklets, you're good to good to good to go. <laughs> right, boys? Sounds good to me. Is that yeah, it? Boys. Okay, Rev. Peace, See brother. Sweet boy. Peace. And Troy, my brother, good luck tomorrow with your CT scan. I'm praying god that this is done and dusted and you grind it through it all um love you bro always a pleasure take care love you too and as far as you listeners still listening to my shitty voice talk i love you guys it's wednesday it's thursday it's friday it's saturday it's Monday, it's Monday. i love it listen to podcast uh subscribe rate retweet like boom peace see ya so kids fino answer.